minimize Listen, di- minimize distractions. Yes. <laughs> no, no time for silly airport beers and shenanigans. We just go straight to the napping. We get we get we get into the napping. Getting getting a bacon, egg, and cheese and a double oh. bourbon pour at four fifteen a.m. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wheel Route Podcast. This is mildly legitimate conversation amongst friends and lovers about college football and lifestyle. You can find us on the internet, www.thewheelroute.com. Wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com is the email address. You can also find us on Instagram, uh, at wheelroutepodcast. Um, And, you know, the DMs are open and monitored there, so send away. Uh, You can get the show from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Google Podcast Center, and Stitcher. I think that's all for now. Um, but anyhow, as usual, my name's Logan Whitehouse. Coming to you guys live from Chile. The beloved Chile, Stewart, Florida. It was uh, kind of a, a drizzly, cool day here. 60, like, 5 was the high. Oh, uh, cozy boy Stewart. season. Yeah, it was. It was officially cozy boy season. So, love that. Um, I'm, I'm also on Twitter at Log on the Dawn, in case you guys are interested in any of my retweets or, or favorites that I uh, that I participate in on the Twitters. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, um, a nice little blast of fall air uh, today. It was nice to see, even though it did rain, which those things are usually related when the weather swings. When we get a cold front here, we usually get a little rain pushes through at the same time. So, um, so scoring conditions should be up, Jordan. Hey, now. I like to hear that as a scorer of of the golfing ball. I, I right. like to hear that. Right, right. Jordan, I gave away your first name. Tell tell us about who you are. My name is Jordan Shank. I tonight am in we'll call it Alexandria, Virginia. I believe okay. that's the uh, the municipality I'm currently seated in. Um, found a hotel, early morning flight. Not quite taking the PJ, but close, close. PJ adjacent flight. It feels uh, it feels pretty pee when yeah. when it's that early, you know. Yeah. Nice nice crack of dawn flight early tomorrow morning to uh, the Florida offices, uh, where I will be you know workshopping ideas, uh, workshopping my high nasty fades with my yes. new driver. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, I'm on Twitter.com at Shank Jordan and uh, very excited to. Get UVA's game out of the way early this week. Not that would be good. Tamper with my weekend. Maybe we, you know, hopefully we'll be fresh off a couple uh, scores in the seventies. Couple and we birdies. Just, maybe we'll couple, get on a couple beers. A couple, couple frosty beers. boys. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Not a problem at all. Um, not- noticeably absent from the show tonight is Mr. Jason Crick. Jason is um, on assignment, uh, not for the wheel route, but for his actual job. Uh, I believe he is. He's headed to the Big Easy. Is that that's where, that's where he is? He's in I New think Orleans? he's coming back from. Oh, he's coming East. back. He's returned from. Okay, well, we'll have to we'll have to grill him. On Domestic his, man uh, of mystery, uh, his, Jason Craig. <laughs> is he coming? Is he going? We, we yeah. we're not sure. I didn't see a whole lot of of, of content hashtag content from him while he was in the uh, in in there. He must have been networking hard. So. I was hoping, yeah, I was hoping for some French Quarter picks or uh, boomerangs from the Beignets restaurant, but a little, a little Bourbon Street three a.m. You know, uh, voice LinkedIn message. post from Bourbon Street at three a.m. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I hashtag grind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, um, Jordan, what, what are you, uh, what are you sipping on there in that little plastic bottle? Uh, I brought to the hotel. I, I brought my fix with me of the Costco. Italian sparkling mineral water, um, so it's getting me through a little taste of home in the hotel. Gotcha. <laughs> Good, excellent. I, um, guys, I know I, I, I said on the last episode that you're not going to see a podcaster work harder to make sure that he can drink beers uh, on the show, but uh, due to circumstances outside of my control, namely um, my weight stalling, my uh, my my macros have been cut even further. So oh. I, I don't. I really am. I'm really, it is skinny boy season, as it also is cozy boy season uh, down here in South Florida. So I'm back on the Fresca again tonight, and I am prepared to go one and four um, (laughs) proudly, as I have every week that I have not 
imbibed. So back to the drawing board. We'll try to fit those beers in next week. Uh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> it's sad, sad state of affairs over here. Getting old. Getting old. It's a real. It's a real. Yeah, it's a, it's a real pain in the butt. Exactly, Jordan. Um, have you considered any uh, takes that you'd like to revise or double down on from any recent episodes? No, I don't think so. Um, maybe I'd like to call to attention that my gut instinct about NC State was correct in that uh, they went through the murderer's row, and maybe I should listen to my gut a little bit yeah. more when I'm making picks. But um, yeah. I, I feel it's I feel bad game. that NC State's quarterback now Devin Leary after the season um, with his injury, but they just didn't, there was, there was minimal good vibes coming from that team. This year. Like they, the they were asking to lose a game like early. <laughs> they should have lost their first game of the year against CCU. Yep. Um, and you know, they're moving, moving forward. I didn't realize how good of a year Leary had last year. I mean, he like led the ACC in touchdown passes last year, I think. Yeah. He was, um, he was kind of a hot draft prospect coming in this yeah and, and and maybe he still is i'm sure he's uh tall and, and white and you know strong so i don't, I don't even a, know that he's that tall certainly not appear, as tall as syracuse's quarterback that's true garrett trader right sounds that his right. name something like that um yeah i don't have i don't have any takes uh i would like to um just brace everybody for a new onslaught of virginia takes they've had a bye week to try to sort things out so we'll see if they uh, come with any fresh new ideas, um, we may similarly. have to re- record like a twenty-five minute debrief after the, <laughs> just, the Thursday night game, yeah, just to just like, vomit oof. it all out of the system. Did, did you see? I see Georgia, Georgia Tech, coachless Georgia Tech is a three-point favorite at home. Yeah. Um, so I guess they they value the who is at the same uh, as Georgia Tech, but Georgia Tech on a two-game win streak, I believe. So good for them. You on know? a two-game win streak, um, UVA's also got some like injury roster depth issues at the linebacker position which is not mm. necessarily what you want when you are facing a jeff sims or yeah. uh similar quarterback um so i'd take georgia tech if if i had a free bet and i was allowed to bet on in-state schools which i'm not um, yeah home I'd game georgia tech. not a lot of juice that seems to make sense to me too jordan so we'll uh <clears throat> we'll keep we'll keep an we'll eye monitor on the situation yes absolutely also tomorrow, sneaky good game. Troy at South Alabama um, is on as well. We might have to flip over to that just to just to check in from time to time. Uh, both these teams pretty good, can score some points, can make it happen. So if we need to rinse the palate of of some ACC dreck, we can switch over to the Sun Belt's finest or, or whatever. whatever uh, speaking like. of the Sun Belt and takes, we might <clears> want to walk back. Jason isn't here to walk any App State stuff back but they are currently losing to georgia state uh in boone on on a weeknight so hmm. app state they're really they're having like a, a tyler hero uh type run here you know it's just you know <laughs> is one it tyler minute, hero or is it lynn sanity even? i think like it, it, it might even be yeah it might yeah. be lynn sanity i was just thinking you know tyler hero you know hot prospect things are happening kind of swaggy a lot of praise you're hanging out with jack harlow things are going well and then <laughs> You know, then year two happens, and uh, and and you really gotta you know get back to the drawing board. So you know, maybe next year App State. So, uh, we'll, uh, we'll 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 keep an eye on the Mountaineers, mostly giving them a hard time, but via giving Jason a hard time. Yeah, which is you know, but some of it's necessary. Thirty percent of the podcast at this point. <laughs> um, Iowa is at Ohio State. Um, yeah, that's a bummer that an, uh, Iowa didn't a, swing another home contest for this one because <laughs> yeah did you see the like quarterback comparison that was making its way around twitter today i don't think so it was like spencer petros has actually thrown one more pass this year than uh um god what is ohio state's quarterback name why cj stroud cj stroud yes i guess maybe did, did stroud not play in one game i don't know i, I well, i'm regardless. sure there's some fourth quarters he hasn't played yeah. in either but I think they both thrown like I think Stroud's thrown 160 passes this year, and Petrus has thrown 161. And I think Petrus has thrown for like 900 yards, and Stroud's thrown for like 1700 yards. It's it's like literally double like output on the same number of passes. Well, in the Iowa not, quarterback not situation is also one where uh, we've got some nepotism in the offensive coordinator chair. We do. Uh, he was asked. Uh, Coach Brian was asked, uh, "What's the downside of starting the other guy?" And he. Rep- 
responded to that with another question, which is, what is the upside of starting the other? <laughs> which nothing says ringing endorsement for your 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 program. And yeah, I would be uh, hitting and, the portal so hard if I was the other uh, guy. It's so amazing. Their their defense is so good too, and it, it is really wild that. I mean, we've seen some like again. I give Kentucky a hard time out here, and we we see this type of team make their way around. Texas A and M sort of has these vibes sometimes, yeah. um, but Clemson, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech, uh, yeah. you know, a good version of Virginia Tech sometimes has these vibes when 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 their defense is playing, you know, up to their whatever their standard is. Um, but yeah, it is. This is like so extreme, and how mm-hmm. bad the offense is versus defense. Anyhow, we'll see how it goes. Ohio State. Uh, should be up to the challenge. Um, and, you know, we are we are careening towards an Ohio State Michigan matchup that is going to be pretty cool if both these teams can keep it on the rails for the next like four pretty weeks. consequential. Yeah, yes, and it's fun when that's the case. Yeah, for the second year in a row, so could be could be pretty cool. Um, Ole Miss is at LSU. The line on this one was weirdly low, if I recall correctly. Um, Ole Miss LSU. Let me just check it again. Are there injuries afoot? Like LSU, according to the matchup predictor on ESPN, has a 51.3% chance to win. Yeah, I've LSU got LSU is favored a two, by a point and a half. Yeah, I have. I see it at two, uh, which is coming from on ESPN, so I don't know where they're getting there. DraftKings. Um, so that's curious. I don't. I mean, I don't necessarily know that I'm like the biggest believer in Ole Miss, but... They kind of messed around last week against Vanderbilt and then really kind of put the hammer on them, if I recall correctly. Uh, so that's probably fine. Jackson Dart's thrown for 1,500 yards, 11, 11 tugs. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, they really haven't played anybody on the road, it looks like. That's true. So at, at Georgia Tech was a long time ago. Yeah. And at I guess they played Auburn. They played Auburn last week, and Auburn did hang around in that game too. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know the way that they play offense doesn't necessarily help their defense out. We we have this talk a lot, but I mean, Tennessee ran it up on LSU, and I I'm not saying that you're you're not going to sit here and say Ole Miss is a better version of Tennessee, but they are not dissimilar in how they attack you. Um, and I think there's a good chance that Ole Miss's defense might be better than Tennessee's. Okay. <clears throat> so, I mean, I'd be I don't know. That. I, I, it, LSU has gotten better though. They, they looked really competent against Florida. The quarterback seems to be more confident now, too, which is so those players' only meetings. They're starting to take root. Yeah. Well, maybe we get a couple of those going this week. Florida's got two weeks off, so they can, <laughs> uh, they, they can maybe, maybe do a couple of those. But we will. Yeah, I just, I, I find that kind of odd. Like. Ole Miss scores more points and allows less points, more yards. I, I understand their schedule probably has not been as hard, but similar opponent against Auburn. I mean, LSU should have lost to Auburn. Ole Miss, yeah. I suppose, let them hang around, but still scored 50 in that game. So, I don't know. Kind of a weird one. Maybe there's some maybe there's some shenanigans afoot or some weird injuries we don't know about. But The, uh, the total I see <clears throat> is 67.5, so... Could be, yeah, fireworksy. Yeah, I would I would expect so. Almost games tend to have big plays, and it seems like LSU is getting the ball to uh, Keshawn Butte and and people a little bit more. So there, um, yeah, yeah. I like, maybe like the over there. You know, score some Might points. Be worth a sprinkle. Let's run it up. All right, Kansas is at Baylor. Kansas continues to try to hold on to their their miracle season here. Baylor fresh off a loss to West Virginia. This is a very much probably middle of the road Big 12 matchup here. But, you know, could be fun. Has some decent teams, decent potential. Um, I don't know if Jay Dunn, Jay Lynn Daniels is going to play in this game. Um, I don't know if we have a report there, but I'm sure Jason Bean is ready to keep the yeah, things I mean, rolling for Kansas. He's got basically two full weeks under his belt. And, right. Uh, can sling the pill so and i don't think kansas i mean kansas just didn't beat oklahoma probably because their defense isn't very good not because they didn't like move the ball and score points last week i saw a lot of kansas stuff show up on the twitter timeline tweeted by the like hardcore film guys 
um, some of their offensive play designs. Yes. A lot of fun. Lot yeah, film film Twitter loves the like the running game designs for for Kansas for yep. sure. Uh, Marshall is at JMU. I don't know that we you know this is big big win big big opportunity for JMU. It's homecoming to, for JMU, I believe. Yeah, try uh, to get a so transitive good, win over good to Notre get Dame out of the valley for for that weekend. And, it's good. And it's a good point. Avoid the traffic. Um, since Jason's not here, we can openly talk about. Love it. Uh, the Dukes are favored by 12. Wow. So a little shine a coming off of Marshall as well this year. Yeah. You get a big win. These, 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 uh, these Sunbelt teams, they get a big win, you know, they national spent TV all their and cachet they, just, and they kind of fall one, apart. One week. And, now and listen, JMU, I'm, I'm, my beady eyes are now focused straight on you, guys. on you guys. I hope you didn't spend all your cachet uh, similarly, but. Yeah, we'll see. Is this is that game on TV anywhere? Uh, it's probably uh, like an ESPN Plus. Yes, it is. Oh well, we have access. But might just take it to Zane Shoker Field. Yeah. See what's going on. Eighty-five bucks, cheapest ticket on uh on whatever StubHub or whatever right now. So. Well, that's that's inflationary policy and homecoming for you, wrapped up into one, one price, inefficiency. Jordan, does FAU play at home? You know, maybe we just slide it, slide on down to Boca in between. <laughs> Try to awaken the, the echoes of the lane train in Boca. A, a big Saturday. <laughs> uh, Atlantic. Hold on, I can find it. They might have a buy. I think they have a buy. That's smart. Now, if they're at UTEP. They are as oh. far away as possible in oh, and yeah. staying in conference. So, <laughs> um, all the way in El Paso, Texas. Sorry uh, about it. Last one on the list before we pick games. Pitt is at Louisville. Is this another Scott Satterfield firewatch game? Just could be. I don't. I don't. I'm not particularly invested in the Louisville coaching uh, carousel, but for whatever reason, Louisville kind of pops up as like, do they have money? Are they rich? <laughs> they seem like they I randomly know, just they kind of re- like recruit really well and Papa John, didn't they? And he was like, yeah, he was. He was, an he was boosted. Fund. Maybe they just exiled him in in name, but not in funds. They're like, listen, Papa. There's John, some can... shadow pools, some dark yes. money being exchanged. Right, yeah. shadow salami, if you will. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> but regardless, Louisville, like, I, I, they're interesting. Pitt has been up and down this year too. Uh, again, this is probably similar, akin to the Kansas Baylor game, a, a, a solid middle of the conference tilt here, but I think Louisville has a little added pressure because they maybe are going to try to fire their coaches here, it would appear. Um, if you were, like, just trying to really get in the trenches and watch a Sickos game, I think Duke at Miami could be that. I almost put that on the list because <laughs> I was like, that's just, again, another, another interesting one. Vanderbilt at Missouri also. Yeah. That could be really gross. Missouri is like very inept on offense. They made Florida's defense look good, so Yeesh. that's that's tough. Um, Texas A&M, South Carolina, yep, I, not, I also, also not, not <laughs> also not great. Also not great. Uh, yeah, no, that's a good call. <laughs> uh, okay, let's All pick right. some games. Let's pick Keep some games. Um, we have received official picks via the text thread from our sweet boy Jason. Uh, so we will sprinkle those in incorrect order uh, mm-hmm. as as we do. Um, we've got five ranked on ranked games this week, which honestly, a bit of a surprise because I think like when we planned this little golf weekend uh, <laughs> preseason, we looked at this right. week and we were like, yeah, that's, there's not many great games. And I think that's probably still the case. There's not any like banger headline games, but the sure. games that we will be picking should be solid. Um, and I think that's watch. really the Big 12's fault, right? I, the Big 12 yeah. has been surprisingly competent top to bottom and has had a lot of ranked games and good games and high quality football this year. I don't think really we, we had that on our bingo card. So shout yeah. out to the Big 12. Congrats. They are, <laughs> they are making too late a push as a quality conference to, to retain <laughs> Oklahoma and Texas. Right. But they're doing a good job of sending them out with a bang. That's right. Well, 
We might have two more years of Oklahoma, Texas also. Side note. Fingers crossed. 2025. Um, We'll see. All right. We're going to start our picks in the ACC Atlantic, uh, the Division of Champions. Um, It's a nooner. It's Syracuse on the road uh, in Clemson. The Tigers are favored at home by 13 and a half. Jason has selected Syracuse. Um, Jason has also not provided any justification for any of these picks. Um, so I like, okay. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Um, sure. We, I'm not going to put words in his mouth as to why he's picking the way he is. Um, Cause I think that would be unfair and I'm, I'm not that type of person. Um, I am going to take Clemson here. Uh, I still, I still think Syracuse is a little fool's, fool's goldie and they're welcome to prove me wrong. Um, I don't think they have faced a defense to the caliber of Clemson's with the type of athletes and the ability to generate pressure quickly on a quarterback in a system that values, you know, getting the ball out a little quicker than some other approaches. Um, and they're also not playing on the fast surface of the Carrier Dome this week. So I think that's worth a few points as well. So give me Dabo and his young boys. Yeah, it's really tempting, I think, to, to want to ride Clemson here. I have a question for you, Jordan. Do you think Syracuse is better than Florida State? Um, I think they are more consistent. I don't think they have a higher ceiling. Okay, that's a good like, answer. I think when both, if both of those teams are clicking on all of their cylinders, I would take Florida State. Okay, that's fair. Um, I just see, I see Syracuse as as good, if not. I mean, this is very simplistic analysis. If not, maybe a little bit, a touch better, just based mm-hmm. on consistency than Florida State. Um, we saw Clemson sort of sleepwalk in the second half of game. Yes, last week I could see this going similarly. Right, a little. You got a Clemson, uh, a Syracuse offense that has the potential maybe to hit a player or two down the field. This has strong back, strong backdoor cover potential. Like they cut it to eight or they cut it to nine or something stupid. And, you know, maybe we get an onside kick. Maybe Jordan, you can watch an onside kick uh, for for once this year. Um, Also, I mean, Syracuse has been pretty just like generally efficient. Um, I've been really interested in the stat. These guys have been talking about this year, the like available yards, like available yardage Hmm. percentage. So, are you familiar with the concept? Uh, I don't think so, but <clears throat> so I mean, it's it's basically if you start on your own twenty, you have, you have 80, eighty available, available yards. yards. So it's your like total percentage of yards that you gain versus yards available, and then you can compare that like to like yards you allow versus yards uh, available for the for when you're on defense, and you can kind of get like a net uh, available okay. yardage like ranking. And I know yardage sometimes is. Obviously not doesn't tell the whole story, but yes. I, I think it, it's it's pretty interesting. Syracuse is a, a lot more efficient than Clemson in that in that metric, which uh, Syracuse is like available yard percentage, which I believe is is sort of the net. They're plus thirty seven percent versus wow. teams that they played this year. Um, now you got a Rob, you got a Doctor Bob and I uh, offense that I gets a little say, rinky generating dink. yards was never. Robert yeah. and I problem <laughs> gets, gets a little rinky dink from time to time smashing it in in the uh in the end zone is is a little bit difficult but you know they have a distinct advantage on yards per play uh and success rate uh, over Clemson so I, I don't know I, I just think Syracuse has enough to cover in this game I, I don't really think that should be uh in doubt and I also think they have strong back door cover potential yeah if things do get stretched out a little bit early all right uh, we've got a Pac-12 matchup next in the 3:30 slot. Interestingly enough, neither of our 3:30 games are the the prized SEC 3:30. Um, is that LSU Ole Miss? That is LSU Ole Miss. Okay. Uh, so LSU did not do their part and get ranked this deep. Get ranked again? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> get ranked, bro. Um, well, then they got killed by Tennessee, so they fell out. Yeah. They're, they're they're the team that will forever be like twenty sixth or twenty fourth all year long as they oscillate wins and also receiving votes. <laughs> yes, um, but in the Pac twelve we've got upstart UCLA at the Oregon Ducks. 
Oregon is favored by six at home. Um, I was a little surprised to see that number. Um, I mean, I like I haven't kept tabs on Oregon since they did not deliver in week one. Um, right. I think they've actually been really good since then, which is yeah. weird. But yes, I I just I, I also think that they just got absolutely mauled so bad by Georgia that this was uh yeah kind of like, like we, we kind of wrote we wrote them off taste. as not good and it's like just because you're not good as, as good as Georgia doesn't mean you're not good right yeah <laughs> I mean they like they have not put up fewer than 40 points uh since the Georgia game so that's interesting um yeah I don't know I think I think I will take I think I'm gonna take UCLA coming off of a buy. Um yeah, I don't know that that Oregon's defense has really faced like scheme team yet um this year. Like Georgia out athleted them, but also out schemed them to a degree. But I think UCLA presents more mm-hmm. of a like scheme uh puzzle um correct and i have also been impressed with ucla's defense in in the games we've watched so uh i'll take ucla getting six yeah i think i like ucla too in this game i I think i trust the quarterback more than i trust bo nix even though this is bo nix at home who is who is usually much better than bo nix on the road yes um but you see his offense has been like really really good this year like their yards per play has been great they uh their offensive line seems to be really strong uh obviously you would think akin to the Georgia game, Oregon struggled with sort of a dominating front in that mm-hmm. game. And you said Georgia sort of out-athleted them. I think that's true, but I mean, the way that Georgia's offense was prepared for that game from a scheme standpoint, just like they, the way they got the ball out of um, the quarterback's hands and, and gave receivers a chance to run, like a lot of that in, in is just a lot of what Brian Kelly likes to do. Yeah. Not Brian Kelly, Chip Kelly, sorry. Sorry, apologies to Chip and his family. Uh, what Chip Kelly likes to do. Um, and then you add probably a more versatile and bigger-armed quarterback. I just think it's going to ask a lot of questions of Oregon's defense that I don't know that they necessarily are prepared to answer at this level. UCLA has got to cook in. So, yeah, I'll take UCLA, especially if we get some points. A little bit of cushion there. All right. And Jason has also oh, selected boy. the Bruins. So we are, we are looking to uh, reverse the curse of the consensus that showed up last week reverse the curse <laughs> um do you want me to go first on this next one yeah why don't why don't you take the lead we've got texas at ok state um ok state the premier college football program in the state of oklahoma these days incarnate word would like a word just yeah, kidding i don't that, know i don't true. know i don't uh, i don't know where i don't know where that is the longhorns are favored on the road by six and a half hmm Road favored by six and a half. Oklahoma State coming fresh off a heartbreaking L a tough at one. the hands of, of TCU. Texas has been weird, though. Not very trustworthy, Texas. They seem like they maybe play with their food. I shouldn't say play with their food, but do they maybe match the level of their competition? Are they the ultimate match the level of their competition team? It would appear they might be. Kind of like I'm worried about my golf game being the like match, <laughs> match the level yeah, of my playing vi- partners. I, the vibes, the vibes are if the vibes are too high, I just yeah. you know I start I start losing focus. This is Texas minus six and a half. It is. Hmm. 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 I'll I'll take Texas here. Quinn Ewers. Bigger game, Oklahoma State, emotional after last week's loss. Um, I don't know. I just I, I feel like Texas is is more apt to show up in this game, especially after kind of a down week last week. Joel Moyke will 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 try to we'll try to get out ahead of the up and down Texas here, the the sinusoidal Texas, if you will. Whoa, that's a that's a graduate level term. Um, Cosine sinusoidal. Are you younger listeners who haven't? <laughs> haven't hit puberty and or high school level math yet right um, 
Te uh, Jason is next. He famously, predictably, has taken the horns as well. Huge supporter of the horns. A big horns up supporter. Um, I'm going to take Oklahoma State here. Uh, I am concerned about kind of the emotional letdown from last week, but I thought, like, I thought they presented a really good case for about three and a half quarters of that game. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know that Texas has necessarily played a Spencer Sanders-esque quarterback who presents legitimate threats both on the ground and in yeah. the air. Um, Sanders a little dinged up, but little dinged up, but probably I getting like, better. Yeah, and I like that they. I like that Oklahoma State is returning to the friendly confines of home rather than having to take this show on the road after a tough loss. So I will take the six and a half. T Boone, T Boone Pickens Field, or something like that. It's probably what oh, it it's is. It's probably right? T Boone's Field at T Boone Stadium on T Boone under T Boone's wind windmill Champions Drive or something silly like that. Um, we we will visit the SEC for our next contest. We've got Mississippi State at Alabama. This is a 7 p.m. kickoff, and the Tide are favored by a clean 21 points. Jason has led us off by picking Alabama. Again, he gives no reasoning. Um, I will not pretend to assume to know his reasoning. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I guess I'll take Alabama here. I have, like, I saw nothing from Mississippi State against Kentucky last week yes. that would make yes. me think, like, yeah, they're gonna hang with Alabama, like. Yeah. Yeah, you could maybe argue Alabama is is in disarray or they are potentially ripe for for being picked on cuz Tennessee gave a blueprint. I don't know that uh Mississippi State has the horses in the back to follow that blueprint, if you will. So, I will take Alabama. Yeah, I'm also going to take Alabama. I just can't I I've been hyping up Mississippi State for too long, so I'm prepared <laughs> to be wrong about this, but I kind of thought higher of Mississippi State in both opportunities they've given to, you know, actually add some juice to that. They've failed so far this season. Bad loss to LSU. Uh, equally disappointing loss last week to Kentucky. Yeah. Um, Will Rogers is good, but this is sort of, I think, what you get with Mike Leach um, teams, right? It's it's pure uncut air raid, and we, they, we, we did the thing where we, like, took notice that they were running the ball a little bit more, and they seemed to have success, and they did – None of that last week and also had no success, therefore, doing it against Kentucky. Um, I don't think you're going to want to get into – I know Alabama just lost a track meet, but I think they lost a track meet to the one team in the country that is, like, totally down. And I yeah. just don't think you're going to want to do that again if you're Mississippi State, Alabama. Um, speaking of, 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 of <laughs> available yardage percentage is – Really good, really, really, really good here. They're like plus thirty percent over the other teams of the teams they play. Um, they had some, I would, you know, some sort of weird things happen in that Tennessee game last week. Yeah, uh, special teams, uh, two kind of special teams blunders, and um, just some weird stuff. Bryce Young, another another week get healthier. I I think Alabama. This is a big time get right week for them, and Nick Saban maybe unloads the clip a little bit here to keep things moving we are also headed potentially towards a doomsday scenario in the sec in which we have numerous 11 and 1 sec teams yeah. which i'm like in in the, the sicko in me is sort of fascinated to see like how we being the media uh talk about like 11 and like you could have 11 and 1 alabama 11 and 1 tennessee 11 and 1 old miss and what 11 and 1 or undefeated georgia yeah yeah, I saw someone take that road, but in the ACC, I think we can have 11-1 North Carolina, 11-1 Syracuse, and 11-1 Clemson. How North Carolina is getting through, and like, see, I mean, they actually seem to be getting a little bit better too, which is interesting, but their defense yeah. is so god-awful, hideous, yeah. bad. Somebody's got to win those games, and they, they have been on the correct side of it. Correct. Their quarterback is really good. Side note, it's he's gonna... wild to like see him and his brother do like consistently good athletic things. Who's his brother? 
Luke May, the basketball oh, player. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, from Cave Spring High School. Like, then he go to? Didn't he go to like? He may have. Hey, he may have. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's funny. Yeah. So I don't know, but. Okay. Uh, yeah, anyhow. I just I I can't trust Mississippi State here, and and I don't know, just Alabama. Probably going to be primed for a, a solid bounce back. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers to the Bulldogs. Mississippi State reminds me a little bit of like, we used to say this about Utah. <laughs> um, like I used to say this about Utah, right? Like they're, they're tough. They're tough out. It seems like if they're on level playing field with team, like they will often win. Um, but if they don't like, they, they don't, don't overachieve. Step, they don't often. overachieve. Yes, thank you. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. They don't overachieve. And I think Mississippi State is squarely there right now. And I, I, I think maybe we thought they were on the brink of overachieving. And I I was wrong. I'm, I'm here to admit it. I'm here to admit that I was wrong. Kudos to you. Thank you. Such maturity. <laughs> um, our final game of the Saturday slate, we've got 17th ranked Kansas State traveling to take on 8th ranked TCU. Again, there's another one of the schools. You got to put somebody in the top 10. It's yeah. TCU's turn. Um, right. Uh, let's see. The line for this one, TCU minus three and a half. Uh, I am going to take TCU purely because they seem to be riding a nice little wave of getting these tough ones at home. Uh, mm-hmm. and And that has paid off for them um so i will i'll take them this i mean this is the exact same line as last week and it could happen the exact same way but i I am going to flip and take tcu uh based purely off of strength of the home field and the fact that kansas state um yeah i don't know beaten they're coming off bye week, but their last in-game action was beating Iowa State ten to nine. That does not inspire a ton of confidence from my chair. So, give me the Horned Frogs. Yeah, I mean, I think the advanced metrics would agree with you. I'm going to take TCU here as well. I, I think Kansas State is fairly one-dimensional. They have a a pretty good running game. Not much of a passing game to speak of. They scheme it up pretty well. That's awesome. Uh, quarterback run game seems to like be their source of big plays, um, but like they don't actually vary from their opponents very much uh, so far this year. So it would it would appear that they they get games and um, they don't necessarily have like a decided advantage uh, as as I see it here. So yeah, whereas TCU on the other hand maybe has played some close score games, but like they appear to thoroughly outplay their opponents from like a yards gained and, and success rate and, you know, just general like metrics based performance kind of thing. So uh, I'll go with TCU. Good battle last week. I don't, I don't think Kansas state will ask the same questions. Oklahoma state did. I, I, again, Kansas state shout out to them. They're doing well. Like to see a team five and one and, you know, they've, they've had fun, but I think that, we we probably see a little bit of striation developing here in the Big Twelve between like the echelons of teams, and I think Kansas State is with Kansas in the middle, and that's okay. Um, that's better than they were, and they should be happy. Agreed. Uh, Jason is also a TCU fan, uh, right. as long term listeners of this program <laughs> understand, Famously. right? And he has stayed true to form and picked the Horn Frogs as well. So. Everybody, thoughts and prayers for us, the, the hosts of this show. We have three consensus picks on the board this weekend. Um, we could see a lot of green. We could see a lot of red. Uh, who's to say? That's why they red. play the games. So buckle I was up. On the, I was on the frescas, so I'm banking buckle on red. TF but, up. That's right. That's right. We will be, you know, we got a nice little Saturday planned out here, though. Yeah. Hit, hitting the links, hitting the links Saturday morning, and then uh, hopefully we'll be cruising right in. Hopefully we won't be making it too much past the early game slot uh, halftime and yeah. see what's what. What is what. Yeah. Um, 
just uh, see here. I don't think we got any new questions. Um, again, we continue to be we, we continue to be teased by various members uh, about uh, the potential for some questions. Various members, various listeners, I should say. But uh, members I of think, the community, right? I think we're I think we're fresh out right now. Um, uh, so yeah, score update for those interested in what's taking place in Boone. Um, it's still 14 to seven, Georgia State. We are in the third quarter now, so. Gotcha. Chase Bryce is currently six for 15 for 31 yards. Boy, what happened? Do they, are they like, uh... do, do they just run like eight plays? And Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. So are they running the Norvell eight? offense? Is it yeah. just, you can, you figure, you figure out what's happening after like one, one trip around the, uh, one trip around, who knows? um okay cool well yeah i think we're i think we're good here no no news on the coaching front uh ryan harson charging into the bye week still as the coach at auburn employed well (laughs) good for him again it would just appear auburn's not in a huge rush there uh to make that happen um maybe they want to do that at the same time as they have an ad lined up so they can kind of just make a a clean changing of the guard there and uh let, let him go when the new ad comes on Again, I don't think they would hire a new AD and then make his first order of action be to fire the football coach. That seems like that would be something I would probably negotiate out. Of I wonder if my, they, uh, like, during the process, part of that is like, so walk me through firing a football coach, how you would do that. That's like the <laughs> and they're just looking for the meanest. Yeah, they're just looking for the meanest guy. Like, We're looking oh, for ideas yeah. for how, how exactly we decouple from this crazy man. <laughs> But wonder what happens to Harson. You know what I'm saying? Like the guy's star was really bright as Boise State's head coach. I mean, he was granted he was given the keys to an already like pretty well functioning Boise State machine out there. Yeah. But the guy he gave those keys to hasn't exactly kept it at as high of a level. I mean, I think Harson's a good coach. Is he? I mean, would he be a candidate for like Arizona State? Yeah, I think they I would want. See. I think they would want to aim higher, but I don't think that. Um, I don't think that would necessarily be terrible for Arizona State. Yeah, and I think like Arizona State doesn't strike me as like, well, things things got crazy with Herm. We really want to like get somebody buttoned up and and professional. Like, I think they'll like they'll just keep firing and like yeah, just like yeah. We, so you're we, saying we, you don't think Harson fits that mold of firing? Like that, like you don't, you don't no, think I, he's I think like zesty I enough. See, no, I could see them oh, being okay. like, yeah, we don't care about the Harson baggage and like the, oh, the sure. kind of like shenanigans that may or may not have taken place at Auburn. Like we're not looking to, we're not looking to protect an image. Well, I mean, I'm just thinking those are, those are more Auburn things than they are Harson things, likely. Yeah. Right. Well, wasn't he kind of like, I won't take the shot and I might get fired. <laughs> Oh, he did. Yeah, I think he did a bit of that. And then there was like some weird, there were some weird rumors going around while he was like on me- in, in Mexico with his family and stuff. But again, I just don't, you, you never really know if some of that stuff is like, you know, Auburn, well like trying to do yeah. Game of Thrones stuff behind the scenes for no reason <laughs> or what. Um, I also, I, I, I was discussing with a friend of the podcast, Miles Brubacher, but what do you think about Dan Mullen at Georgia Tech? That's interesting. Um, I mean, I don't know what like, he. I don't I question, know if he likes the coach that much, but yeah, like that's the thing. I question how engaged he would be, like if he were to take any job next. Um, I based, I based on like, I mean, just real quick, based on like how things went in Florida, or yeah, just based, based on, on how like he might have Florida, a bit of a just runway. Like, you you kind of got like you got a chance to do it at excuse me, a really high level right. and it didn't work out. So like how much does that tamper your enthusiasm for getting back in the pool when right. you just got, got a really nice buyout, want to you coach. got a nice yeah. TV gig going. Like selfishly, I would like to see him on TV a lot more because I think, yeah, I think he's really good. And I think he, he does the thing I like, which is kind of the coach's film room experience. And he can, he can explain yeah. kind of bridge the gap of like, what a coach is looking at X's and O's versus mm-hmm. what I on the couch want to understand about like, yeah. why did that play work? Why was that coverage 
susceptible to this formation type stuff. That's really interesting mm-hmm. to me. And I don't think there are enough guys in in that industry that do that well. Yeah. Personally. No, that's a good point. I he and he is good on TV as much as it's like always kind of weird, like just because you have like whatever personal feelings about things. But I don't know. It just seems if he wants to coach, I could see that being a pretty good spot for him. And I think he lives in Atlanta. Okay. Which is interesting uh, and and random, but um, I just yeah I, I could that seems to fit the profile of like maybe like school that probably recruiting isn't going to be the, the sole focus. It's going to be more of a developmental program like Mississippi State was. I think. I mean, he was at Mississippi State for like nine years. I mean, it wasn't like he was there for a short uh, span. And I don't really ever think. I think Mississippi State recruited better, but I think. If they recruited better on par with everyone else in the SEC recruiting better sort of during that time frame. So I don't know that like he necessarily lifted their efforts net <laughs> compared to everyone else. But I think, um, I don't know. I just, it, it seems like the right kind of job for him where maybe he could get in there and, and try to, you know, scheme up stuff from, from that standpoint. But your point is well taken. I just don't know that he maybe wants to be uh, in charge of a big program and all of the things that, come with that now i also sneaky think that he would be an awesome play caller in the nfl uh but i just don't know if he because that to me if that that would scratch his football itch the most calling Mm -hmm. plays in the nfl um one of his pupils one of his bright pupils is having great success doing that with the eagles right now um and i i just think that uh i i you know like if he was called plays for the Jaguars, like I think that they would be doing a lot better. You you got a, a a great athletic, good you know talented quarterback to work with that apparently like really needs some coaching, and he's good at that and um you know some some toys to play with there. So I don't know. I, I've thought about that too. I probably spent too much time thinking about Dan Mullen, but it's uh. It's Old fine. relationships do, don't just go away like, <laughs> like the snap of the finger. Well, and it's it's just so weird because like the highs and lows were so wild. Like I mean, we, oh, we yeah. talk talking like if you if you watched like that Trask year with Florida and watched them play, like I you're hard pressed to find a better offense in the nation, and that like all that includes all teams, right? Yep. They they were awesome. Kyle Trask turned into a second round draft pick because of you know what was going on there, and Brian Johnson was calling those plays too, which was helpful. But you know they. And they had Kyle Pitts, and they had two other NFL receivers, and you know, so things go call things... plays for the Falcons, like and teach them how to use Kyle Pitts. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, yeah, that would be nice. But anyhow, I'm just. But then, like at the same time, it would appear that he like completely eschewed his responsibilities, like to the program at large, like right. outside of like only coaching football on field, <laughs> right? So, yeah. and that's tough because uh, unfortunately nowadays. Being a college football coach now would, I feel like that would be extremely taxing. Oh, yeah. Well, and I think like that's, that's got to make the whole issuing of other activities and responsibilities gives me pause to the idea that he would like, he would take on a lesser than Florida. Cause like Florida sure. kind of has the brand and the mystique and like they can, that school, that, legacy can recruit itself to a degree it doesn't need sure. a coach like ringing the the most out of it pounding the pavement knocking on doors making cold calls like really trying yeah. to milk all of all of the potential out of it um you can kind of put it on auto- autopilot to a degree from a recruiting standpoint you can't do that at georgia tech so um i also think like i I have not listened to his podcast at all. Don't plan on it, but I think Bronco Mendenhall lands somewhere next year. I, I've heard his name come up, like in the Arizona State category as well. That's interesting because that feels like a or maybe Colorado. Like, yeah, Colorado, or like I think I think he could do really well at Nebraska, but I don't know that they like think. I think that's they are probably not. Him. Yeah, they. That's not the splash that Nebraska probably feels like they need to make. Yeah, which is dumb because yeah. you know all of these things are kind of a eventually a losing proposition. I'm also too, interested, right? like, if he lands somewhere in the off season, does he just like 
assemble the band back together like the Avengers. Like he pulls he, he Dr. Does, like, Bob and Jason Captain. back from Syracuse and like uh, freaking Nick Howell gets rescued from Vanderbilt and all, all these other guys just show up. So yeah. Keep an eye on that. Yeah. That is, yeah, that is interesting because that Virginia defense was god awful, like towards the last, the back half, the last of couple of years. years. But like, yeah, the, like the freaking uh, Gator Bowl year, they were awesome. They were the they were so good. Havoc who's like everything yeah. was clicking, super through. disruptive, right? Yeah, and yeah, it's it's wild. They just like couldn't capitalize on that recruiting wise or otherwise, and it just fizzled out. Yeah. Yeah. But anyhow. No, a, a lot of a lot of like weird. Well, not I shouldn't say weird. Just interesting jobs are open now. Like you do have like a one and a half blue blood jobs open. You may have two if if Auburn, if and when Auburn comes open. Like that's a huge job that's going to demand someone of repute, likely. Or they're going to. I mean, because I think Harson kind of came a little bit out of nowhere when when that happened. There's always the Deion Sanders factor floating around out there. He might. You know, he might be a candidate somewhere. He yeah, I do wonder though if like Harson not working out kind of strengthens the like, oh, we we should never go outside the Auburn like trust circle because I think that <laughs> I've I've heard that's kind of the way they're approaching their AD search is like we need to keep mm. it in in the confines. It's Auburn, Auburn's the new Michigan, you know. Yeah. They, you need and, an Auburn man. Yeah, so I wonder if that like spooks them from really thinking outside the brand. Yeah, but who do you hire that's inside the brand at Auburn? I don't no. know. I mean, you Chizik, ran off Gus. He's... Oh, God. Yeah, Chizik, you just bring Chizik and Gus back and let them co-coach. Yeah. Your last, your last two. I mean, yeah. I wonder how they feel about Brett Malzahn Lashley, right now. He's, like, he's getting some head coach experience. <laughs> I mean, I think Cadillac Williams is on staff right now. Yeah. He's the running backs coach. Also in the family. Did you see CJ Spillers, the running backs coach in Clemson? That makes That's you feel wild. Uh, Greg Odin is the director of basketball operations. At Where Butler. Butler, yes. Yeah. So I guess he's still holding it down in India, Indy. But yeah, man. Time flies, you know. Oof. What can you say? All right, cool. Well, Jordan, get some rest. Safe travels tomorrow. Yeah. See you uh, bright and early, ten thirty a.m. in the parking lot, ready to you know take apart golf clubs and yep. do as I run, as run. I strip strip down to my drawers and and put my golfing clothes on in the parking lot. <laughs> well, I think I oh, feel no, like as a, as a sister summer member, I should have access to some sort of locker facility. Yeah, there. I think there's a I think they have a bathroom you could probably go into. Yeah. You don't yeah. necessarily need to do it. It, it might be. Dignified. It might be 64 degrees, too. You never know. It might be chilly out there. Could be pants. In which case. Oh, man. Brother, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> Hopefully it will be. We'll see. All right. It's been fun. Thanks for joining us on the wheel route. Uh, we'll make sure that we give Jason an appropriate hard time when he gets back. You can find us at the wheel route. Oh, sorry. At wheel route podcast on. Well, you know, that's probably. Is that the IG? The Instagram is at wheel route podcast. The email address is wheel route podcast at gmail.com. The website is thewheelwrap.com. Uh, until we meet again, go Gators. Go Hoos. Go Hoos.